Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. We're back talking about Joe, who is, you know, the sexual withdrawer. And he has a point of view that we wanted to go through the mind, the body, the heart, and the spirit. And George is going to do that. So listen in. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com. And use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. Gee. I don't want to talk about this, Lori. Gee, come on. This you gotta role play this. That's right. That's why I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) Why do you always gotta bring sex up? I mean, what's the problem? I know. The problem is we gotta talk about sex. Why? Parents never talked about sex. Why do you always wanna talk about it? Well, I want it to be great for you and i want it to be great for us fine i'll do it what do you want me to do okay so i got a bunch of questions for you are you up for that oh sounds fun (laughs) bring them on Lori. let's go joe tell me i want to ask you what you feel before sex like tell me about what you're thinking about what is your mind like before sex you know maybe it's an evening just had dinner. Are you thinking about sex? What What do you do? How no, do you- I, I, I try not to overthink these things. And, you know, I, I like <laughs> sex to be spontaneous. I feel like too much pressure if you think about it. I just like to not think about sex. Okay. So you, you don't really think about it. You want it to be spontaneous. When you're not thinking about it and you say you want it to be spontaneous, you then what triggers you to want to have sex? You know, I'm just waiting for the when things are calm and we kind of seem like we're enjoying each other. And then I don't know, something just kind of usually pops up and I kind of maybe act on that. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't like to overthink these things. (laughs) Okay. Don't overthink it. So you're just, you're kind of in the moment and something will tell you that it's time to be sexual in that evening where is your heart? Is your heart moving towards? So let me give some scores. Okay. Give me a score. I'm sorry. You're a boy. Give me a score <laughs> on your mind. <laughs> Where's yeah, your mind I'm, in terms of directed towards sex? I think my erotic mind is, is pretty, pretty low. I probably uh-huh. give it like a, you know, I might think about something quickly, but I probably give it a three. Just a three. Okay. Yep. So, your mind is not particularly directed there. No. Okay. What about your heart? Is your heart thinking about the partnership and love and you remembering romantic times or? 
No, I mean, it's more about me just kind of having a good time and not a lot of stress and just looking for it to be kind of peaceful. So uh-huh. I don't really think a lot about romance and, you know, I just want to have a nice time. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say that score is probably like a, I don't know, a four. A four. Okay. I mean, I, I, I really important. I'm hearing really, sorry, really important that things stay calm and relaxed for you. Yes. Okay. Calm and relaxed. And what happens when I'm sort of purposeful in setting the scene and romance? What what goes on in your heart and your mind when you're like, oh, we're headed in this way? And so you're talking about open heart or fearful art here. Laurie and I were talking about better categories to organize this stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm checking in. Once you start to feel pressure for mm. sex, what do you feel like? Once you know your partner is wanting sex or has an expectation, what goes on? I would say that that's pretty high. That I just, you know, I want it to go right. I know once we have sex, we always feel closer afterwards. I know Mm -hmm. we haven't had sex probably in a while. It's a good thing to have sex. So I do feel this pressure. I just want it to go well. Uh So you want it to go well. So are you a little anxious in your heart or that you just want it you we want me to be happy what's the yeah you know i'm I'm, if i'm honest i'm concerned about my am i going to maintain an erection you know is my wife going to be satisfied i think about things that could go wrong (laughs) okay what what do you feel in your body i i I, i'm sorry i'm wait let me (laughs) I'm just laughing. I don't know why Lori's laughing at Average Joe here. I'm sorry, Average Joe. Okay, so... That's why I don't want to talk about this stuff. <laughs> okay, so tell me, first of all, in part, your heart is saying, I really want her to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so you're really concerned. You want it to be good for her. And what is your body telling you at that point? Like, tell me about your whole body experience. Do you want to... Oh. Sit on the couch together and snuggle, or do you want to? I don't really pay attention much to my body. <laughs> you don't. Okay, so you you don't know if did you come in and hug? You know, did you? I don't pay much attention to that. You don't you know. know. I, I'm really just. I guess I am thinking a lot. I'm trying to think about, you know, when, where, how. Like I guess my brain is trying to read signals is does she want it is she in a mood am i and i mean i'm just there is a lot of thinking going on i don't really notice a lot of my body mm-hmm. what about your genitals i mean i am definitely paying attention to my genitals like if if something turns me on i kind of like oh this is good like you know i think you know things are going to work out well here so mm-hmm. i am looking for that so you're but- waiting for that Ping, yeah, if you I will. guess that's a good way of saying it. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for something to be like, oh, here we go. This is good. Because uh-huh. that's, that's that's so easy when everything goes the way it's supposed to. That's kind of the starting gun, so to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Just for the record, some friends of mine, we listened to the episode where you talked about um, the male pursuer, Joe, and we all decided we would take shots every time you said the word penis. <laughs> <laughs> Were there a lot of shots or no? There were a lot of shots. All right. right. (laughs) Okay, so okay, so your body, you're not really paying attention to it. Your genitals, you're hoping for a signal. 
And that would tell you, yes, you want sex. Yeah, I would, would say my good. body's probably like a two or three, and my genitals is probably like a seven or eight. In terms of, okay, so if you're turned on uh, seven or eight, that's good. But your mind pretty low. Well, we're probably not having sex if I'm not turned on. Okay, so if you don't get turned on. And is there anything that like reliably turns you on? Yeah, I mean, I, I like when my wife is turned on. Mm -hmm. I like when she's just into it. So if she asks about it or seduces you or comes on to you, that's good. I, yeah, I like when she's playful. Sometimes there's intensity that you know feels like too much. Like I know she wants her and she's kind of wants me to be initiating and there's kind of, again, all this pressure. But when it's like just natural, like we're enjoying mm -hmm. each other, we're laughing, all of a sudden I reach over, she responds, like that kind of feels. That's good. good. That's good for you. Calm, playful, yeah. kind of low, gentle energy that moves yeah. into sex. You feel your body turn on, or your genitals turn on, and then, then you know it's time. And any sense of where you're at spiritually at that point? Yeah, I don't. Really, that doesn't play much factor here. Okay. I don't think much about that at so all. So that's a one, zero? Yeah, one. Okay. Okay, and now let's go to the moment. Of I believe in God, but I think, you know, God is outside the bedroom. Okay. So for you, you're not necessarily thinking about your spiritual life and your intimate life altogether. Right. Okay, tell me once you're in the bedroom, what happens to your mind then? I mean, I think I, I think that's pretty high score. Hmm. I, I, I wanna. I think about maybe a different position, or kind of maybe I'm gonna say something, or maybe my wife's gonna say something. So, like, I think that's important to me. I might think about. A fantasy or something. I, I think that's important. So you, you think it's important to engage your mind mm -hmm. in sort of a, a sexual fantasy, and it could include things like, are we going to be in different positions? Or my, maybe my wife says something that kind of tips the scale in terms of draws my my mind's attention to something sexual. Yeah. Maybe we're role play. Maybe we're, I, mean, I guess my brain is looking for some Something new, something exciting, something, you know, if she wears something or I mean, this just something, I, I kind of like that. Something that is kind of captivating. Yeah. Okay. And what's your heart doing once you're in bed or in the moment? What do you feel in your heart? I, I, I don't. Are you open or are you fearful? I mean, I think it's not so important to me. I know my wife likes to kiss it, and she says, you know, can you open your eye? I mean, for me, it's more like, you know, I enjoy the connection, and, you know, I enjoy kissing, but it's, I don't think it's as important to me. Mm -hmm. So maybe a scale on that, a number for that, where your heart I'd is? I'd say, I don't know, maybe like a five. I'm not cold. I mean, I, uh -huh. I love my wife, but I just don't really... I don't think it matters as much to me. Okay. So the heart connection, the romance, that kind of thing, not as important to you. I don't care if there's candles or music. I know all that stuff's important to my wife, but, you know, 
I, I don't think it's as important to me. So what about the fearful part of your heart? Do you have any fearful aspects of entering, once you're in the bedroom, entering this experience? You know, I try to not, but I, I, I do have a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, I am afraid that I'm, I won't maybe maintain my erection. Maybe I might come too fast or maybe, you know, I won't come at all. Or maybe my wife won't have an orgasm. So there are a lot of things that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm while I'm doing this. So I try to worry and then I try to think about something else and then I worry again and I think it's so, I guess I'm like all over the place. Mm, But you're kind of toggling between worry and trying to focus on something that would be compelling and exciting. Yeah. Uh, You're going back and forth there. And I remember like saying the alphabet so I would get distracted and I wouldn't orgasm too quickly but then i was worried about losing my erection so then i would think about some fantasy i mean i feel like i'm all over the place sometimes Mm -hmm. you're really concerned about how you're performing and i can understand that that makes it hard for you to really feel something right Uh, and and as you are you aroused at this point yeah, yeah, I you're mean, going back and forth, and I feel like I am in my head. I don't really get the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. I don't really notice it, so I'd give that a low score. Low score on body, and mm-hmm. but my genitals, I'm definitely super focused on that. Okay, I'm totally paying attention to kind of how how hard I am, how things are working, and if things start to change. I'm really super focused on that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go to break and come back and talk. Uber Lube is our sponsor, and this is a lubricant that I have recommended for many years. You know, it's got long-lasting performance. It doesn't get sticky, which let me tell you, as a woman, that's important. No sticky feeling. Yuck. And it doesn't have any taste. It's scent-free, and it, it's made out of, like, silicone and also vitamin E, so it leaves you feeling soft, which is good. I love the packaging, but I've said that before, and I really do like that. It's also It doesn't cause any allergies. So many of the lubricants out there do cause allergic reactions, and this one doesn't, so that's great. It's also recommended by other doctors, thousands of doctors around the world. And it's so necessary to change the stigma, like there's something wrong if you need it. I mean, this is what helps us become more intentional and more playful and have more fun. How do we see this as an ally in our sexual adventures? It kind of is insurance that it will feel good. But even insurance, it's like... And if everything's working great, why not have a little extra little extra fun there? little extra fun with Uberlube. And you can find it on uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for a 10% discount. So, Lori, you know at times I can be a bit old school. Yeah. I was growing up with a bunch of men who didn't do any kind of trimming or cleaning. They just kind of just let it roll. Oh, no. So, I think I've tried to get caught up with the modern times and... Hey, when you notice all what women have to do to go through the groom and clean and make themselves wax, wax and all this stuff that seems quite painful. I figured the least I can do is, you know, give a little trim and freshen up a bit. <laughs> oh, George, the problem is I used, you know, what I was using to shave my son's head. And, you know, it, it didn't feel so good down here. So you, you totally need Manscapes electric trimmer because it is so safe. And you need this. It's like the improved lawnmower is what they call it. 3.0. 3.0. Well, listen, yeah. 
when you're going close to the family jewels, you better be safe and take your time. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can use this in the shower. It's like waterproof. There's like an LED light that you can see and they have this motor. I guess it goes for 90 minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who's going to need it for 90 minutes, but definitely. Um, I'm sold. Manscape. Here I come. Okay. So our listeners, you know. They can get this for 20% off and free shipping if they go to manscaped.com and use the code foreplay. So if you want to come up to the modern era, gentlemen, I think it's a very good idea. Come on and join me. George, I'm interested in you as Lojo and telling us what you experienced with your wife in bed. And what we're talking about is the sexual withdrawer male. And you have just brought us to the bedroom. You're saying, okay, I really kind of toggling between focus on my erection and also trying to keep my mind from worrying about my performance, mm-hmm. also trying to stay engaged. And your heart, it's kind of like a four, you said, four or yeah. five, but lots of worry mm-hmm. and not so aware of your body, very aware of your genitals. What about yeah. at orgasm? What do you feel then? I mean, I feel it's great. Mm. I feel like when I have an orgasm, it's like, it's easy. It's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I always kind of, when I have that orgasm, I'm like, why don't I do more of this? Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like I, I do feel really connected. I feel like this is so good for us. You know, I really love my wife. So your heart starts to get a lot more full at that point as yeah. you're having an orgasm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And any spiritual? And there's some relief, too. Like, uh, it's like... You did it. The, yeah, the pressure goes away. And it's uh-huh. just like, now I can really just kind of relax. Uh-huh. You don't have to worry about your performance anymore. You're more relaxed. Right. And she's happy. It's good. And you feel a lot of love for her at that point. Yeah. Any spiritual sense at that point of spiritual connection or... I mean, I never really been asked that question. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there is something about an orgasm that it feels special, like, I don't know, like time stands still. So there's something about that, but I, I'd have to give that more thought. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about after sex, what happens for you? What, what happens to your whole body at that point after sex? Are you more aware? Kind of up until this point, you've told us you're not aware of your body in general. I think when I relax, I'm more much more aware of my body mm-hmm. i think that score goes up it's like i want to i want to cuddle i want to i want to you know i might stroke my wife's hair i kind of like when she scratches my back mm-hmm. like there is i, I kind of just I, I relax is the word i keep going to mm-hmm. and there's yeah. there's more of a sense of enjoyment of your whole body yeah uh-huh. your skin we might is- get up i might grab some food and we'll eat in bed or I might be sleepy. I just feel satisfied. I just feel really content. Mm-hmm. And what about your mind at that point? Are you, uh, you've kind of said the worry is over. So does that mean you're not necessarily directed toward eroticism at that point, but you're yeah. calmer? Yeah, I think my mind really settles down. Mm-hmm. I'm not really thinking about much. I'm just feeling peaceful and Maybe that's why I go to sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. You feel so peaceful. It's Yeah, I sleep so good. 
Uh, you sleep good. I get and... my best sleep when after we have sex. And what about your heart? I think it's probably where I feel the most connected. I feel really a lot of gratitude and I really love my wife. I just, I think that's, my score is really high here now. Hmm. It's like how we had sex. We reminded each other of why we're still with each other. And we like, mm -hmm. it reminds you all that we still have good in this relationship. And I just feel like we're like clean slate. We're back on the same page. Mm -hmm. Clean slate. Clean slate. You, you don't, there's no more pressure. No more pressure, no more. It's all good. It's all good. Nice. And does that, does it make it easier for you to have sex again at this point? Or do you just, are you satisfied and done for a while? Yeah, I don't, I always wonder why. I don't know how it seems to kind of we get these prolonged periods where we don't have sex. Because I always think, oh, this is great. We got to have this again. And, and then before you know it, we just don't have it. And then before you know it, I'm feeling the pressure again. And I'm like, damn, how do we get back here? It's another month just like, boom. Mm. We just get so busy with the lives and kids and mm. work. And, you know, it's just somehow we find ourselves back here. And what does she say about the month? Well, she's not shy and let me know that, you know, I'm doing it again. I'm kind of retreating. I'm not engaging. What's wrong with me? She leaves hints and books and wants to talk. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Mm -hmm. It feels that's the pressure. Yeah. And it's so confusing because like when we have sex and everything works, it's, I love it. It's so great. But then like we just get back to this same spot where it's like all this pressure. Afterwards, though, you get good feedback from her that she's satisfied and happy with what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think, she, like me, she's like, I don't get why we don't do this more. Mm -hmm. We both feel so good afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's good. So can you but tell you me why we don't? Well, I definitely hear the anxious piece. There's part that is somehow or another doesn't really make it happen is waiting for it to happen. Even though it feels really good and you feel so much love for your wife afterwards and it feels good physically and emotionally, what I'm hearing is afterwards there's kind of a lull. You don't, your mind doesn't kind of prompt you toward the erotic. Like you don't see people that are attractive or read something that's sexy or, and that doesn't prompt you toward sex. You know, I see somebody attractive or watching a movie. I certainly think about it, but, mm -hmm. you know, it just seems to be other things get in the way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's kind of like this, this, it doesn't naturally flow into let's have sex. Yeah, I guess the anticipation somehow, you know, I hear my friends and they're always kind of wanting it, like looking forward to it, where like I'm anticipating what could go wrong, I guess. Mm -hmm. that worried mind really kind of stops you from easing into it. It could, it could mess up. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do I change those numbers? I guess that's what I'm, we're trying to figure out here. Yeah. One of the things I heard was this kind of disconnect from your whole body, you know, mm -hmm. like, 
and you didn't even know if you came in and kissed your wife or hugged your wife hello. Like you, you didn't know, you weren't even aware of that. That was really interesting to me. You know, is there a way that you could, I would suggest making that a ritual, you know, that you connect with touch all the time. And so that it does become familiar. And what about like at, at night in general, would you cuddle with your wife? Would you allow her to scratch your back? So let's pause Joe and okay. let's have us a conversation okay. here. Cause again, I like the practical that's identified. I mean, Joe's in trouble here for good reasons. Oh this is the gosh. recipe for not having great sex. <laughs> Joe right? is in trouble. He's but in Joe is trouble. A, a lot of men have been trained to express themselves sexually this way, mm-hmm. right? That if I need fantasy and pornography and masturbation, that's how I can control it. And it's this like individual act. Then sex itself becomes more pressurized because I could fail and my partner might be disappointed. You know, it's easier to just do it solo. Right. So it's disconnected from the partnership. And and I think that's, you know, one thing I, you're absolutely right in identifying that probably Joe is having sexual release, right? He's masturbating. I mean, if he's, uh, you know, has adequate testosterone and he he's probably taking care of this. It's the, right. The problem is in the connection to his partner. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't flow that way. And uh, you're right on in trying to get me to increase my full body s- score. Mm-hmm. I got to learn how to relax. I got to mm-hmm. learn how to let my body be and let it go and kind mm-hmm. of bring all my senses alive. Right, my smell, touch, taste, and so many things right. that I'm not even bringing in. My heart, the romantic open part of my heart to think about how lucky I am, how much I appreciate my wife, you know, mm-hmm. the importance of that hug or that kiss or that cuddle. And like those two major parts, the body and the heart are left out. And now because the erotic mind is high, high and the focus on my genitals is high, the, that fear response is really messing with that. Mm-hmm. Right, that fear is blocked and putting the brakes on the full expression of just my, you know, physical performance side of sex, which is a man is how how Joe's been taught to be. I think too that for some men, it's sex being under their own power and their own control. They they don't have to depend on anybody, and that's scary to depend, to ask, to need, mm-hmm. and and also to merge. I mean, because sex is can be so transcendent and that's wonderful when we have a sense of self and we know on the other side we're going to come into ourselves and we're going to feel better about our partner and we're going to feel more alive but if you go into a a situation where it's really out of control that transcendence feels scary and you know we're so merged and and what happens I, i mean i think intellectually we all know what happens with orgasm but i think in a more primitive place inside losing yourself and losing control, losing control in front of your partner. I mean, all of that can be fearful, you know, for Joe. Yeah. And that's a sign of, I mean, a lot of men emotionally withdraw because taking space is what makes them feel safer. There's Mm -hmm. more control in space. There's, there's, they can understand things. They can break things down. Mm-hmm. And usually, though, sexually is the one area where they can still pursue and, and find themselves in a more vulnerable space. 
But for sexual withdrawers who also also emotional withdrawers, you know, space has become so predictable and needed that it really is interfering with their ability to connect and let themselves go. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're trying to encourage Lojo to be in it more in his body, be more in his heart, and even planting the seeds of that spiritual to say, hey, listen, you know, this is about connecting. How do you think about that connection if, mm-hmm. if that's something that's important or something you believe in? One of the things I see, and I guess we're, we're out of time, I'm going to just say this last thing with people who are both emotional and sexual withdrawers is that they often come from childhoods where touch was not regular. They, they longed for affection as children and they made up their minds. It's not coming. And so in adult relationships, it's really hard to depend on a partner for that. So thanks for listening to Lojo and the male sexual withdrawer. And Lojo, you can keep it hot. This is not a mystery. There are concrete things that you can do to kind of get more out of your sex life. And you deserve that. Absolutely. So for all you therapists out there listening to our show, I really want you to check out successinvulnerability.com, our new training website that we believe is taking online therapist training to the next level. It's so focused on moment by moment, practical moves, less theory to really get people to have immediate success. Right? We're trying to measure targets of change so we can see if we're on target or we need to adjust. And the feedback we're getting is really excited. We're incorporating that feedback to continually adjust and to change the schedule. And come join us, SIV team. Also, I'll just put a plug in for it as well, because I am one of the learners. And they just released module three, which is so nuanced and so smart. I was listening to it thinking... This kind of instruction just is not out there. How to do the micro moves that change people's hearts toward each other. It's so good. So it's reasonably priced. I just encourage you to go over to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. It's great training. Lori, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons whose support is really helping. And as we're starting to notice with success comes more expenses and it would really be great for our listeners to have new patrons come and join us to be part of this mission talking about sex the importance of that to to change our culture to help us not have to figure this stuff out and feel ashamed and alone with all this that's right thanks so much i mean it feels good that people are believing in this mission wanting to help other couples and wanting to help make sex something that is beautiful and easy to talk about and reduce the shame that people feel about it. So your financial support has been helpful and it would be wonderful to have you behind us. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media.